0: Could we have known all of what would happen? We were just a bright. And-
1: That's Mary Beth Alexander, accompanied by me, Daryl Frost, performing one of our favorite pieces, called The Little Room, written by Peter Lurie and Lisa Grunwald. The entire song can be heard on the previous episode of this podcast and also at our website, mbxd.live. Mary Beth and I had the privilege of premiering this piece during one of our concerts in 2020, and we were so thrilled when Lisa and Peter agreed to sit down with us and give us a bit of history on how this song came to be.
0: In the little we had just a moment, but it was our moment in the little
2: room. So you can't discuss the song without discussing the origins of the first version many years ago. I accosted Lisa at a bar mitzvah saying, we gotta write a musical, you gotta get me out of, you know, I have to have to branch out into this. She came up with the idea of
3: Harvey. Harvey is a, was a Pulitzer Prize winning play about a lovely man named Elwood Dowd who has an imaginary friend who is a six foot tall rabbit named Harvey.
2: We envisioned a song in which Elwood talks about his relationship with Harvey. So the very first version I sent you was entirely me. With a friend
0: like you Anywhere's the right place Everywhere's the right place with a friend like you, with a friend like you, every time's the right time, and I'll always make time for a friend like you. So if I'm acting giddy and you see that I'm high stepping, it's thanks to you, my tall and. True...
3: Eventually, we found out that we came close to getting the rights to the play, but we didn't. And so the Harvey thing went away and then various things in life uh, intervened. And then we decided we'd start trying to do a review. As we started to sketch out some of the songs that might be in a musical review called Whatever Makes You Happy, I said, I really wanted to do one song that was just a pure love song. And Specifically, I wanted to write about this moment in my life right after my husband and I got married when we found ourselves in this little room off the ceremony place at a moment out of time. So I told Peter about this and Peter heroically wrote a song about that moment and listened to it again yesterday for the first time in a really long time and realized what a wonderful song it is. Um, but it really wasn't the song that I had in mind Evermore are waiting
0: Soon the crowds and laughter will resume But soon is soon enough, let them keep waiting While we take a moment
3: in a little room We kiss and eat think it's safe to say, is somewhat less sentimental than I am. Maybe slightly less romantic. So I wanted to write this full out marriage song about what it's like 30 years in uh, to look back on three decades of a marriage and where it started. And my very real belief that in that one particular moment, out of time, uh, existed all the years before before we had met, all the years to come, and and everything in between. So, rather than taking Peter's music for this new version, um, for this new song, and trying to tweak that, I had always loved, adored the music that Peter had written for the original Harvey version, and. So I set about trying to make um, the music for the original Harvey version into Little Room. Then ensued a great deal of back and forthing uh, with Peter in which he wisely and firmly dissuaded me from some of my most sentimental lines and moments.
1: I'm feeling a very affectionate connection to you both because Daryl, I I think you won't correct me to say there is a similar dynamic in our relationship in producing these concerts, which is Daryl has a much bigger tolerance for sort of, grand sentimentality and straight up romance and I'm always trying to sort of have a little irony or have a little gimmick or um and that being said I'm the one who wants to program Sesame Street songs into our <laughs> into our concert. So how could
0: we have known all,
1: all of
0: what, what would happen, happen?
2: We, we were, were
0: just, just a bride and a groom,
2: and a
0: groom. but as long as I can look at you.
2: The other thing we should oh, we say is that for most of its life, know. this song was a duet. And in fact, Meredith Mary- knows this because she recorded the duet version. And there was something about the duet version that never quite sat with me. What I really wanted to avoid with this song was the kind of modern love column that always makes my skin crawl. Which is like, you know, these people. We went through some stuff, but really, we had this fairy tale happy ending, and aren't we great for having come through it all? Um, and along the way, Lisa brought up at times making this a solo song for for the the the, the female half of the couple, um, and I resisted because I like harmonies because it's you know easy to hide behind her. Hide hide flaws behind arrangements, um, but what the solo version did for me was, it made it seem it added a level of pathos because it it raises the possibility that that the the wife is actually mourning her husband, you know, and for <laughs> some was... reason, for some reason that made it okay.
3: <laughs> this was this was always, um, I I did, I did want it to be a solo song because I I thought it got overly. Sentimental uh, when a man and and woman were singing it together, but it will always sort of delight, amaze, amuse me that Peter can get behind this song most when he imagines that the husband is dead. And this I can't deny it. This just slays me. Um, It's true, though. I mean, he he really does, he really does picture someone in the ground. Okay, if that's, if that's what it <laughs> took to get us here.
1: Well, lyrics aside, uh, Peter, I wonder if you could talk us through any of the musical changes that you needed to make in the transition from the original Harvey rendition to The Little Room.
2: Well, well the only significant, th- there is only one new section of music, which is the bridge. The
0: coffee cups the birthday cakes the things you said that made me weep the name you claimed i called one time when i was talking in my sleep the summer nights the school i think we
2: supplies, felt the we felt we needed we needed a section where there was sort of a tumble of an audio montage of image descriptions because we just needed to, we needed it to go a little further before we could wrap it up other than that it was really the pacing of the song had to change the, the the space between the phrases had to change fairly significantly when we went from duet to solo because of this strange need that Mary Beth had to, to breathe actually at some point <laughs> during the entire song other than adding the bridge and changing that one bit of the chorus the music is is identical you know and And it's really been very few times in my life that I've been able to repurpose music that I wrote from another song, and to say that I repurposed it
1: would be a wild exaggeration. So, Lisa, you obviously loved this piece from its original Harvey days. We were curious if there's a specific moment of Peter's music that really resonates for you. And, Peter, same question to you. Is there a lyric or a phrase of Lisa's that you especially love?
2: I believe I'm, I believe I pushed for, you know, the hospital stuff and the, and the pregnancies and all that and and I thought the resolution of that was just brilliant and so to me it's just the most touching thing in the song that you know the pregnancies and hopes we lost the bridges that we burned then crossed it's it's really a a beautiful beautiful it's hard to use the word bridge in a song without it being a cliche but I think Lisa succeeded
3: um thank you I, I think I, I, it's almost impossible to choose. I love every single note in this song. There's not one I don't. But probably the thing that gets me is always just the the real start of the song. Da, 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 da. I mean, it's just, that music has to exist. I can't believe it doesn't, it hasn't already existed. It's such a beautiful phrase.
0: After we said our vows, after we walked the aisle, we left the guest and stepped yes, I, w- I want to
2: sing Mary Beth's praises here for a minute, and she's heard me say this before. But really, such an unusual combination of smarts and what I call connection to the divine. I mean, there's like there's a lot of people who can sing, there's a lot of people who make pretty noises, but someone who can really get to the heart of what you're trying to do and is so flexible and technically adept, it's really. It's, it's, it's not easy to find that. uh, I'm grateful that we have
1: Well, it's, it's material worthy of that. And I just, Daryl can attest that as we're sort of picking repertoire that we want to sing and perform frequently, we will be halfway through a song and I'll just be like, nope, stop. There's, I don't, there's nothing here or there's not enough here or something like that. But it is, it is such a pleasure and a, and a joy. And it would be impossible to sing this song without deep connection and, and affect.
0: In the little room, there was our whole future. First apartment, so much in store. Nothing on the walls, but still our name on the.
1: Door. Thank you so much to Lisa Grunwald and to Peter Lurie for spending a few minutes with us and chatting about their remarkable piece, The Little Room. You can learn more about Peter by just searching for him online. His last name is spelled L-U-R-Y-E. And you can learn more about Lisa by visiting lisagrenwald.com. To listen to other recordings that Mary Beth and I have made, and to learn about our past and upcoming shows, visit mbxd.live. While there, you can also sign up for our mailing list or suggest a song you'd like to hear us perform in a future concert. See you next time.